Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Subcockles of Reddit. I'm your host, The Buck, and joining me is my co-host, Sadar. I got a promotion. Yes. Yes, officially promoted to the seat of co-host, not replacing the Raz. Not replacing. He is irreplaceable. It definitely, definitely. However, I'm The Buck. This is Sadar. From your one-stop station for online vindication, the subcockles of Reddit. And I'll tell you what, today I I pick some some things that I hope spark a little conversation, or it may just result in, in a uh, in a very short episode, but it's all based on disabilities, and it's been proctored or prompted by recent memes that I've seen posted in various online support groups I am a member of. So I know it really doesn't have anything to do with Reddit per se, but it definitely inspired me to go onto Reddit and just look at some random MS um, and uh, disability uh, subreddits to get some content, you know, just because. And one that really, really jumped out and just really tickled tickled me the wrong way, man, was uh, was post. one that. This is yeah, it, it was an. In- Go ahead. I was going to say this is an inspirational post that rubbed you yes. the wrong way. An inspirational post definitely rubbed me the wrong way. And it's supposed to, I guess, you know, highlight how MS is an invisible illness. And, you know, in most cases it is. But either way, uh, it was written uh, by Ruby Dahl, a D-H-A-L. And it's titled, I Helped Myself. So, I will read it. I helped myself, wiped my own tears, put balm over fresh wounds, plastered parts of my heart that were still hurting, gave myself time, read books that soothed my soul, heard music that calmed my nerves, watched movies that made me smile bit by bit, piece by piece. I put myself back together again, and I gave myself a second chance. Because I knew that if I didn't, then no one else would. And, you know, it's just, I'm really against that line of thinking. If somebody else didn't, or if I didn't, then no one else would. You know, I have to do it alone. I have to do it by myself. Like, that's just, that's ludicrous. It To me, that's insane. Why would anybody... Why would anybody do that to themselves? I'm handicapped in a in a terrible, terrible way. Mm-hmm. And you know, although you can although you can see what's wrong with me as opposed to those who, you know, have um less progressive or you know, progressed multiple sclerosis, the, the you just you can't you can't have this attitude that you, that you've got to do it yourself. You have to ask for help. Like if if you don't ask for help, then then you end up not getting any being help. a do yeah not getting any help and starting to write poems to inspire people about doing it by yourself. Yeah. Like okay, I understand. I understand doing it by yourself. It may be your way, and and, and your way is right for you. I won't I won't sit here and profess that, you know, I'm the end all cure all and that I have all the answers and that, you know, my way is the best way. I will concede by saying your way is a way. 
I don't agree with it. Uh, in my, if, if somebody were to ask me to write a response to this, I would say it's okay to be wrong. You know, because (laughs) like, I can promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you that even if you're not disabled, ask for fucking help, ask for help. I, I, somebody will help you. You may have to ask more than one person. You might even have to fucking pay somebody, but you, you don't, 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 don't do it alone. Putting balm on your own wounds and. You know, watching movies that make you smile. Like, you know what? I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to kiss my own boo-boo. <laughs> like, I don't want to do, like, like, really? Like, I know it sounds kind of childish the way that I put it, but I mean, like, essentially, that's what it boils down to is I don't want to, I don't want to do that. You know, I, 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 my life is hard enough. You know, you've got MS. Things are things are already that bad, mm-hmm. you know. Like people are like, "Oh, it's not that bad." And like, no, 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 back the truck up. It just happens. It just happens that we have elevated to that bad in my own in my own universe. I have this disease. It is in fact that bad. So what do we do? What do we do about that? Oh, let's just put a little bit more fucking fuel on this fire and let it burn hotter. Ah, do it all by myself. Ah. No, 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 no. You stop that. Stop, stop, stop. You don't you don't do this alone. That's not okay. You have to ask for help. And and I just don't like that way of thinking. That that, you know, that that kind of thought process is just insipid to me. I guess. So that's basically in a nutshell, that's what sparked this whole you know, let's look at disability and MS subreddits. And I got a couple little quips. Hopefully we can get some conversation going. Or like I said, we may end up with, a, with an abysmally short episode. But either way, you know, let's... uh Ready let's, to dive in? Let's, yeah, let's spin the wheel. Yeah. Let's spin the wheel. What do we got? All right. Well, coming up first from r slash multiple sclerosis from uh, Midnight Snark. Headphones for MRI. Coming up on my annual MRI, I get brain, cervical, and thoracic with and without contrast. Needless to say, it takes two and a half to three hours. I've always used the headphones given that barely, uh, given that barely connect to a random Pandora station. Anyone know if anything out there of anything out there that's Bluetooth and would be safe for MRI? I'd love to be able to listen to an audiobook if I could. Got advice, Buck? Oh, my gosh. Oh, absolutely. And it's not good advice. There's no light at the end of your tunnel. Not even a little bit. And, and, and you know, maybe maybe wherever you are, hospitals might be a little bit more receptive to you bringing in some sort of outside device, you know, swearing and declaring that it's safe and whatever. But you got to remember, you're in, a, you're in a machine that costs a lot of money. Like those MRI machines are not inexpensive. And the headphones that they give you, nobody's under the illusion that you're going to get great sound quality out of them. Even the MRI techs look at you straight in the face and go, okay, well, we'll give it a shot. They can only turn up that volume so loud before it becomes dangerous. 
And then they have somebody coming back saying, oh, well, you know, you damaged my hearing because your MRI machine headphones were too loud. It really opens up so many different avenues to, to get people get people sparked up on that. And MRI, the, the, the scans that you're getting, the cervical, thoracic, and, and the cranial, I think you said you you end up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're long long tests, like you said, two and a half to three hours inside that tube, and a random Pandora station. That is what you get. I'm sorry, you may or may not like it. You may not may or may not be the biggest fan of the music that they play. However, it is better than nothing. You know, just I know your pain. I have to get those MRIs done every six months, and every six months I get into that tube, and I I pick the same thing every time. I'm like, put it on Iron Maiden, you know. I try not to sing along, and and you know that's 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 where the, that's where MRIs normally take me so much longer, is because I'll be in there and and you know Run to the Hills comes on. And I'm like, run to the hills. Yeah. In the MRI tube, they're like, you can't move. And I'm like, fuck. They're like, we have to start over. I'm like, fuck. Listen, I've so, I've never, uh, I don't have a mess. I'm not going to com- uh, claim to have any of these experiences. But what I have been <clears throat> is the custodial parent that has to sit outside the three-hour MRI a couple times and um, I feel your pain because they give this uh, the parent nothing but a folding chair to sit directly outside the head of the MRI machine so I hear all of the beeps and buzzes and whooshing sounds of the machine while I stare at possibly a mirror of the person inside the machine while I too am stripped to nothing but a thin hospital gown um, with no headphones and no nothing. But what I can suggest is that if these experiences are that boring and that difficult for you, uh, maybe search around and see if the next town over has an MRI machine that offers um, movies because blessfully, Blessedfully, thankfully, just a little less painfully. Um, the most recent one of these MRI machines, which or experiences, which was no less painful for myself because I still sat in a hospital gown on a folding chair um, at the head of the machine, did offer the person inside the machine the ability to watch a full movie. There was a catalog of 200 movies we could pick from or we could bring our own. Um, we brought our own movie, brand new movie. The person inside the machine had never seen it before. They laid there and watched a two and a half hour movie while I stared at the top of their head. And it was, frankly, a good experience because even though I couldn't see or hear the movie, at least the person in the tube moved less. So that's my advice. Technology is going a long way. Maybe you can find something that gives you a little bit more entertainment. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. I was, I've been, oh my gosh. There are MRI machines that do movies now? Yeah, I mean, you're watching the movie through a mirror of a mirror of a mirror, and you've got those 
you know, headphones that kind of sort of mostly work over the sound of the machine. But yeah, uh, you can now find a machine that, you, you know, the first time we went somewhere that claimed, oh, they can watch a movie. It was really just moving pictures of an underwater seascape where it looked like there were cartoon fish floating by. But no, no, no. The last MRI we went to, it was a full feature film. Yeah. What? I could watch like, like Demolition Man yes. or like, or like Rocky Four or, or, or live action Dumbo. Aladdin. That's what we took. Live action Dumbo. Oh my God. I wonder if they have Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar. <laughs> you can take your own movie, Buck. Your own movie. Oh, oh man. The Lion King, one and a half, Simba's Pride, Nothing. all the way. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Make sure you're not taking anything that you're tempted to sing along with, okay? No musicals. Oh, sh I guess I do have to wait to be king. Yes, you do. No musicals. Ah, damn it. But. Oh, man. You want to take season so one no of The Hamilton. Walking Dead? You want to take season one of The Walking Dead? By all means, man. Go watch two episodes. No, season... I, I, I would... I, two episodes. Man, I, I could get through half... I, not half a season, but I could I could get... I could put a dent in a season. Probably five episodes of Walking Dead I could get into a season. There you go. But I'd want to start with, like... I'd want to do, like, the prison season. Uh, like... Call around. We, we, we could really... We could really, we could really go off on a tangent about how I feel about The Walking Dead. Well, listen. I mean, if, like uh, I'm in the, I'm in the middle of a marathon watching it right now. I, I just, I just don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Well, if my uh, backwards corner of the country has access to this technology, I feel fairly confident that you can find a town nearby that also offers this advancement in human technology. That allows you to watch a feature film during your three-hour MRI. Uh, yeah, I would certainly hope so. I would calls. certainly, I'm not even going to can't, like, yeah, you're damn right. They better have that at UVA. I mean, like, come on. Ah, oh. either way. All right. Okay. Okay. Enough about, enough about this. I, I just. I'm going to have to let caregiver Katie know that Phone movies calls. for MRIs are a thing. Phone oh calls my need to be made. Oh my gosh. All right. You know, see, see, Raz, Raz is a screen door on my submarine, man. But I don't know. I don't know what you are, man. I think you're the plug. Like, oh man, you just, you just brighten my day. Awesome. Oh my gosh. That's just, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Well, you'll have to let me know if you find one of those machines, Buck. But moving along, I will. Uh, we're bouncing over to r slash disability this time. From new username 118, disabled couple. I suppose I am looking for more of an affirmation than anything else. Does anyone else also have a partner who is disabled? I am an undiagnosed mess, and my boyfriend has cerebral palsy. And I don't think I've ever seen couples where both people are disabled. It it would be nice to know there are more out there. Talk, well, talk to me, Buck. I'm, I guess 
I guess caregiver Katie and I would kind of fit the bill based on your own criteria of you being a jumbled up undiagnosed mess and uh, and your your partner having, you know, cerebral palsy. You know, caregiver Katie uh, suffers with ADHD uh, to a crippling degree. And uh, and I, of course, have primary progressive multiple sclerosis and we have a great time of it. <laughs> I mean, we really do. We really, really do. Because I'll tell you why. All the bullshit that goes into having ADHD, I can easily, easily haul pass. All of it. Almost, well, almost all of it. Sometimes I lose my cool. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, ah. But, you know, those, those instances are few and far between. And the reason why I'm so patient and why I'm so forgiving of all the ADHD bullshit is because caregiver Katie has no fucking choice but to forgive and overlook all of my MS bullshit. So all of her bullshit is canceled out by all of my bullshit. And we just, we again, we have a great time of it. It's like... Oh, you know, I, um, you know, I forgot something 16 times in a row. And ordinarily that would piss somebody off, but you did shit the bed last night <laughs> and I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and clean off my adult toddler fucking partner and my sheets and my dog and my blanket and it's cold and I'm naked and I don't feel like dealing with this. So, you know, I do love you, and thank you for forgiving all of my shit. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know what? I really, really got no, I got no leg to stand on there, you know? So it is, it is kind of nice. You know, although, the, although we don't understand each other's diseases per se, we do have a very big degree of understanding for the fact that there is something that exists that keeps you from being the status quo, I guess. You know what I mean? Normative. And, uh, and what do you think right, of this question? And, and having, Buck? Buck, what do you think of this question overall, though? Like, does what that it would be nice to know that people, the people who are disabled are together? Yeah. Do you? Does maybe I'm weird, but the question just seems like are okay. the The poster says I'm just looking for affirmation. Like, I guess one person doesn't have to be the caretaker. Both people can be caretakers, but to some degree or another, is yeah. that any relationship, like any healthy relationship? That's, that's pretty much it. <clears throat> yeah, and that's 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 really what I'm trying to get at. Like, it really doesn't matter well i know i guess i really was kind of going off on a different direction not really leading up to that point at all to be honest with you you just made such a good point i was trying to ride on your cred but that's all right that's that's a good relationship you know <laughs> that's that's <laughs> i don't even remember what i was saying because i'm all fucking stoned and i have ms <laughs> And I can't remember shit because my mind's like scrambled eggs. Oh yeah, now I've got it again. But I no, think, I that think... question. What that question is? I guess like uh, affirmation of what I I guess would be like 
what affirmation are you looking for? Because like you said, it's, it's no different than a normal relationship. It's just the circumstances. There's a lot more nuance to it. So what? Well, and maybe it's really easy for me to say, sitting here with, you know, two hands that work the way I want them to and two legs that work the way I want them to. But um, I, I get the sense that maybe if something's not okay, there's a lot of people in my life that don't have the ability that I have. So uh, maybe I'm way off base here and Buck, correct me if I'm wrong, but the sense that I get from this post is maybe if you know that there is some way that you are less than the ideal normal, then it's easy to assume that people who don't have the those tells are the ideal normal and you're in a minority. But the fact of the matter is the majority of people are screwed up one way or another, whether it's because of our, our bodies not working or our past traumas or our parents screwed us up or, you know, whatever. Nobody is perfect and nobody is living the ideal life. Nobody's probably living their ideal life. So any relationship to a certain degree is going to be I'm going to put up with your shit. You're going to put up with my shit and we'll get through this shit together. Um, and if, if about 40 years on the planet and 20 years with the same man has taught me anything, best case scenario, when you see two people in a relationship, those two people, best case scenario, those two people have some idea of what's going on there. But nobody else is ever going to know exactly what's going on in that relationship. So um, don't, my advice would be just don't look at what someone else has and make assumptions about how absolutely perfect it is. Because chances are it's not what you see on the surface. I think that really wraps everything about that one up in a nice little bow. Well, and maybe I'm projecting a lot. I don't know. It's entirely possible. No, no, man. That's what say. No, that's such sage words of advice. It's fucking Sade Aristotle. I mean, come on, man. Just, just put that on my Sade Aristotle and Buckrates. (laughs) There you go, Buck. (laughs) That, that's our new handle. Yeah, man. If, if I can say that, I don't know. We normally record uh, in the morning, so I'm sipping coffee, but. We're a little late this week, so I'm sipping wine. So let's see how my pronunciation continues on through the rest of these stories. (laughs) (laughs) All right, going back to r slash. This is great. (laughs) This is so great. You're getting all fucking sauced up on wine, and I'm like sticking his stoned pie faced over here, and we're just having a great old time on the microphone, like do 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 do. Hey, we still have a lot to offer, d- darn it. All right, staying with oh, our, no, slash dis- yeah. our slash disability from Asleep Biscotti 2065. I am a disabled adult, not a toddler. Something that really grinds my gears is when people speak to me like I'm a toddler because I have a, because I developed a neurological condition. My physical movements may be weird now, but I'm all mentally there. Oh man, that's that that That's hilarious. Was saying it grinds my gears is very generous, I think. What do you think? I, I you- actually I 
Now, see, this is where I break the mold a little bit because, you know, just before just before we got the got started recording, Caregiver Katie came out, put put my Coca Cola Classic, always the real thing, bubbly and fizzy and good, mm. right in front of me, and opened it for me and presented it. Almost as if it were like a golden fleece. <laughs> and and she patted me on the head and gave me a kiss and, you know, almost like oh, practically good boyed me before she scuttled off. Well, now there's a and, big you know, difference between. No, no, no. See, now see, here's the thing. And I get that. There's a big difference between that because I'm sitting here like fucking Buck Caesar in his bed of laurels. <laughs> Having a beautiful woman bring me a Coke and opening it for me. I mean, like, <laughs> if she would have had grapes and putting them into my mouth, that would have just been, like, awesome. But the thing is, is that when I hit public, when I go into the public view and people do that to me in public, I thrive. Because I'll thrive? tell you what right now. I'll tell you why. Because when you remove all responsibility... You also remove all accountability. Oh my God, Buck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's true. It is so fucking true. You can sit there and be the smartest dude in the fucking room. And if you play your cards right, if you play your crippled cards right, Everything will be catered to you as if you were fucking royalty. And so what? You got to put up with some toddler talk. You know what? People don't think you know how to make a sandwich. You're like, you don't, 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 don't shove a coal into that fire, man. You're, you're, you're on a one-way path to fucking exactly what you posted. That it's going to grind your gears. There's not, I used to get frustrated by it too. I really did. But it's like, oh, you think I'm that stupid that I can, I'm a grown-ass fucking man. And you think I'm that fucking dumb that I can't make a sandwich? Instead of getting angry, just flip the script. Be like, you know what? You're right. That is a little difficult for me. And sit back and smile while somebody makes your fucking sandwich. Done. Okay? You know what? I never like cups with lids on them anyhow. You know what, Buck? Got one sit or Without lids, I mean. You thrive on it. You know, having somebody treat you like a toddler, they removed all response. When shit goes wrong and everything's fucking foobar and the dust settles and the police come and everybody's taking statements, nobody's going to give a shit what you said. Nobody's going to give a shit what you saw. And nobody's going to fucking even remember your name. You're going to be able to, you could have practically lit the fuse. You will be the last fucking person. That anybody ever wants anything from or looks to. And and you can just sit there and be like, well, I guess I am just that fucking stupid. No, sir. Sit back. Let them treat you that way. And smile. Because you know what? It's about working smarter, not harder. Don't let it frustrate you. Don't let it frustrate you. I know it's hard to say. But I've got a lot of experience with this. And you know what? You can almost turn it into a game. Have different tasks, especially the shit that people always they always try to help you with. Like for me, it's always transferring. 
like whatever I need to get from point A in my wheelchair to point B. There's only one person, unless I specifically ask for help, that I want help from, and that's caregiver Katie. Anybody else, I want you to stand the fuck back. But you know what? People don't. So you know what I do? I play dead weight. <laughs> I play dead weight. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I do need all the help in the world. I am, in fact, this is something I could never do on my own without you <laughs> purposely <laughs> going to make it the most difficult task that you have ever done. Up to and including falling on the ground. I might even go that far. Because if you won't let me do it on my own. If you just if you just can't accept the fact. That my grown ass has not figured out how to fucking do this. Without you. Come forth. Do it for me. And I'm going to make it fucking hard bitch. You're going to earn this good deed. Oh boy. I'm telling you, if they want to help you, you make them earn it. If they're going to make you take help, make them earn it. Just do it with a smile on your face and make sure you have a lot of gratitude in your attitude. Okay, you got to smile. You know, you can't just play the part and, and act like a shithead. You got to be like, no, no, you know what, that's great. I would actually really appreciate your help with that. And you just smile and be like, mm All right, people, uh -huh. you heard it here first. Buck encourages you to ask him if he would like help, but do not insist on it until he confirms that help is desired. And I Correct. swear to God, Buck, there is not a shit sandwich in the world you can't turn into caviar. I I was reading this. I, yeah. <laughs> I was reading this thinking, oh, this sounds exactly like the people who encounter someone that doesn't speak the same language as them. So they somehow think talking louder will help them understand a language that they don't speak. Same principle. Same poor judgment of the situation. But you're like, oh no, now it's time to fuck with them. <laughs> oh yeah. Because you, you know what? I mean, Raz said it best. Raz really put it best. A shark's gonna shark. You cannot stop people from being people. You know, you cannot control the flow of, you cannot stop or fix or do anything to solve crazy. All you can do is control its flow. Okay. I'm not, I, I there's nothing I can do as a defense of, of people's, you know, staunch belief that they are the all knowing force of the universe. And that for some reason, their know-how and knowledge must be like, imposed upon you you can't stop that some people you just they look at you and it's just like oh shit i'm gonna get some unsolicited advice here like and you can see it from a mile away could be in a shopping mall could be at the gas station i've had people knock on my window while caregiver katie is filling up the car with gas and ask you know 400 questions and tell me about seven different cousins that they have with ms and you know what it is it, it it just it used to be patronizing as hell, you know. People thinking that I'm like a damn toddler, like you know what? Fine, fine. Whoa, 
You think you know the math? I'll tell you what. You go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do the math for me. I'm just going to... If I, you know, I had, I was forced to retire at 34. And now I know that people look like millennials, especially our generation. We look at retired people like they're idiots. They really, we really do. Because retired people, a lot of times act like idiots. So I get thrown into the fucking mold. Okay. So everybody, everybody who's retired because of a couple of bad apples Everybody now is retired, is now automatically an idiot, and I've been thrown into the same pool. And it sounds like this guy is in the same same shit shit boat that I am. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm not going to let my shit sink. I'm going to put some plugs in this ugly-ass barge, and I'm going to sail it to the end of the fucking line. You think you can do better than I can? Then you go ahead and do it. I'm going to sit back and watch. I brought my own chair. Have at it. You want to treat me like a toddler? Oh, no. I actually don't know shit. You can actually do all the hard work for me. And, uh, by the way, uh, along with handicap, uh, along with being handicapped, as long as you perform one small iota of a task, you now helped. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't actually put any of the dishes that my brother washes away but i held them i held them i held the fucking dishes and so now here to forth anytime and he goes goes back to the annals of my history i helped with the damn dishes all i did was hold the motherfuckers but i'm handicapped cool you are such a pollyanna (laughs) but but you know what i mean like you know what I had plenty of doors closed on my ass. I'm going to fucking exploit every motherfucking window there is. I'm going to look out every window there is. I'm going to stick my head out. I'm going to wave. Oh, yeah. Good you have you, no Buck. idea. Good for you, Buck. Keep, keep finding those silver linings to all of those storm clouds, man. That is That has always been your MO. Like, you have been... I used to think I was a positive person, but by God, man, I think you're the most positive outlooked person even before you got sick that I have ever met. No wonder people love you. <clears throat> anyway, moving on, sticking with r slash disability. Does anyone else here feel weirdly annoyed when non-disabled people say things like they hate unemployed people but then they say you're exempt from their hatred because you're disabled. It just feels so strangely patronizing. It's like they're implying, I don't hate you for not being a fully functional, useful member of society because you're just not normal and you're helpless. It can't be helped. Wow, I'm so, I'm just too pathetic for you to hate. Thank you, I guess. This might not be accurate, but I can't help the negative vibes I get from those types of people and their comments. God, this works so well with the rant that you just went on. You know what? I was just about ready to say, <laughs> um, I have the perfect response to that. People come back and they go, oh, well, you're exempt. You look right back at them. You look right in the face and be like, exempt from what? I'm not unemployed. I am retired. I am not unemployed, sir. I am fucking retired. So I'm not exempt from shit. I worked until I couldn't, 
and now I'm retired. And that's the way it is. And if people do not do because it is patronizing. It, it really is. I got no positivity for that. But re the reality is that you are not unemployed. You are unemployable. Which means that you've been elevated to the status of retired. You are not looking for work. You are not out of work. That those 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 particular statuses, they're deserving of unemployed when you actually do not have a job. But when you are no longer able to work, you are now retired. Period. I am sure okay. that in those cases, people are trying to make the distinction become, between um, unable to work and unwilling to work. But I think very, very, inf well, those comments frequently come from uh, not well thought out distinctions between uh, where one ends and the other one begins. And Buck, your your disability is very, very visible. It I, absolutely is. Not every disability is. Not every disability shows itself constantly. Sometimes there are good days and bad days. And not everybody sees all of the bad. I just, I think a lot of times those comments come from a place of ignorance and whether or not you're willing to offer grace to that level of ignorance is frankly entirely up to you. Yeah, you know what? I, I would I would actually, I, I, I actually kind of agree with that. I, I'd be very selective in uh, in delivering my my very aggressive response. However, there are situations where some people do deserve it. Yeah. Like like anytime somebody in a suit says it. Well, in. Yep. If but, you, if you're wearing but, a suit and you say some shit, you should know you should know your difference between an ass and a hole in the ground. Well, and I'm going to say this. There are some things that, frankly, you can get away with that those of us that don't look like you have a harder time getting away with. Isn't that right? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I, oh, oh. Uh, the, you, you've, just, you've just gone and touched base on one of the best perks of this whole fucking situation. I'm that guy. Yep. If you were ever looking for somebody to be in your crew, to occupy that one slot that nobody else quite can, you got to find yourself a cripple. <laughs> you got to find. Nope, not even kidding around. And it doesn't matter. They, it doesn't matter how visibly disabled they are. They just must be visibly disabled. Okay. So if you're not if you're not down with the whole wheelchair thing, I'm like I get that. This is. This is pretty weird because not everybody likes to roll around in a Dodge Caravan. Like that's some some people that's not a crew car. And I, I get that. I get that. But you know what? There's people who have to use crutches. Like I, I, I am very experienced in being handicapped with crutches. I did it for years before I graduated to the wheelchair. And handicapped with crutches? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You, 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 you are like right at the cusp of being able to get away with everything and not being able to get away with shit. And it's really cool to really like test those boundaries. So, 
you know, have fun, have fun <laughs> with that. I mean, like, oh yeah, because there, there's, there are certain things like you go, if you, if you ever leave something like my buddy, my buddy and I used to go to the veterans coffee, you know, cause he's a, he's a Vietnam war vet and he and I pal around together mm-hmm. and, um, we'd go to the YMCA uh, on the third Wednesday of every month for the monthly veterans coffee meeting. And they'd have coffee and everything like that. And uh, after a very long debate, they issued all the guys who came regularly name tags because for some reason that was really special. Okay. And so they all got, they all got name tags highlighting their branch and their name and their rank. I even got a name tag that said, you know, my real name, but for story purposes, it said Buck, and my title for my branch of service was Friend of a Veteran. It's really hip. It's really hip, you know. Mm-hmm. But so, long story short, David leaves his credentials, as he affectionately refers and refers to them as. He left his credentials in the room, and they had just started another meeting with the with some other part of the YMCA and there was a whole bunch of people in there already. And he was really like kind of torn up about this. He's like, Oh, I guess I'll just wait for their meeting to be over. Cause they already started. And I was like, no, 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 no. I tore the top off my joystick, put it in my bag, wheeled myself into that room. I went, guys, I'm really sorry. I think I left the top of my joystick over there by that chair. You mind if I just go over there and take a look real quick? I knew exactly where David was sitting. He and I sat next to it. I, although I brought my own chair, we sat next to each other. You know, I knew roundabouts where his name tag would be. I just you know, popped the popped the knob off my chair, put it in my bag, said I thought I left it over there. Everybody was extremely accommodating. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, by oh yeah, we'll stop the entire show to let you, Tiny Tim, your way in here and get your joystick thing." Oh my gosh, we have to let you do that. Like there was not even a question. Went over there, saw the name tag on the floor, surreptitiously went into my bag, went down, grabbed the name tag, and had the joystick thing in my hand. Went, boop, boop, boop. Oh, wow. I found it. Thank you guys so much for being so patient with my crippled ass. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, smile and nod my way out of the room as if you guys really, really made a difference in my life and just continue out throughout my day. And went back to David and I was like, there we go. Nice boom, save. boom. Nice save. Yeah, or yeah, or anytime he brings me like David loves bringing me to doctor's appointments with him. And and this is something that everybody should get in on, okay? It's a secret little I, I didn't even realize that this existed until I actually experienced it. But when you're in a wheelchair, you automatically go to the front of lines at, at even places where other people are sick. Like at doctor's offices, you know, we went to a veteran a VA appointment, David and I we had to drive like an hour and a half to get there. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's going to take all day. I get there and they make you wait in the waiting room for hours and hours and hours. And I was like, well, I brought my own chair. We're OK. You know, whatever, whatever. Get in there, roll up there. We check in. He's like, all right, you know, I'm here for my appointment. I'll wait until they call me. 15 minutes go by, they call his butt in there. Now, they thought I was him. They mm-hmm. thought I was David. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they get us in there. And I was like, you think, I, does it look like I was born in 1943? Me? Like, does it, like, like, damn, like, I thought I was aging pretty well, but no, no, I am not him. Oh, well, we thought you were. And I was like, well, I'm not. But now that he's back here, you can see him. And he started bringing me to all his doctor's appointments. We get in and out, lickety fucking split. I'm telling you. I guess they're afraid Telling that you, you won't find somewhere to sit. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand this. <laughs> like, and it's such, it's such, like, where, like, in my mind, like, I guess I'm only looking at it through my own disability. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess other people in wheelchairs, like, do they not spend all day in their wheelchair? Like, that's, that's what I wonder to myself. I'm like, where else would, like, if you were not in your wheelchair right now in the doctor's office, would you not be in your wheelchair in your living room? I bet nobody wants to have to help you go to the restroom. I bet you that's what it is. But see, I bring my caregiver with me. But if you go to the restroom in their facility... That is a dangerous transition. I'm I'm guessing. This is true. Oh, you know what? I never even thought about that. Yep. Okay. You are a liability, okay. sir. You are a liability on their insurance. And you know what? There you go. I'm glad I'm glad that we I'm glad that we think tanked this one because you know I was always curious as to why that paradox existed. Like why? But see, no, I guess no, 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 no. No, that that tracks. That tracks. That tracks really well. I think you just blew the fuck. We can call the mystery machine right off of that one. Sorry, Buck. No, there's nothing to be sorry about. No, that that's not that's not a dream shattered. That's a question answered. Okay, I'm glad. So I am not. Yeah. I am not the uh, screen door in your submarine. I am just no, the no, Velma you're... to your Scooby machine. Yeah. All right, I can live with that. Yeah, I no, can... that's it. I was saying that earlier. Like you, you, you brightened up my day earlier. I was like, oh my gosh, Raz is like the screen door on my submarine. And you're like the plugs. Okay, well, she just. I'm glad I can keep helping you, especially if you're going to be yeah. so damned positive about everything. <laughs> All right, we've got one more buck. Um, going back to r slash multiple sclerosis. Uh, post one year anniversary from Liz515. Yesterday was one year since my neurologist told me you have MS and it got me feeling emotional. It's already been a year of this hell and I have the rest of my life to look forward to more of it. Now that I've had a year to settle in, it feels less overwhelming and bleak and it doesn't consume my thoughts, but you can't help but think about it. I was a pretty healthy 30-something before this, and now I'm always exhausted, in pain, and nauseous more often than not. I'm pretty sure I've thrown up more in the last year than in all the years before that. I've had to stop wearing bras because they aggravate the hug and switch to camis, and I've ended up buying period underwear to help deal with not being able to hold it quite as well as I used to since now I go from nothing to, I need to pee, in seconds. Honestly, was a pretty good idea for me personally. I feel much more secure with these, and I actually like them for my period, so win-win, I guess. But I still also hate that I had to make these changes and what they represent. I hate the way I walk down the stairs now. 
I hate that I've had two fall incidents at work, one last week. I was so frustrated when I had to pick myself up off the floor again. I don't know where I'm going with this, lol, but I just need a moment to vent and grieve. I miss my old life and my old self. I don't talk about this much with my family because I hate seeing the sadness in their eyes. And the friends know that they don't really want to know the nitty gritty. And most other people that I know seem to believe that since I'm on my feet and moving, I'm completely fine. So here I am writing a rant on Reddit to some people, to some of the only people I think who will really get it. What wisdom have you got for us, Buck? I know exactly, exactly how you feel. And I wish I could tell you that it's going to be okay. But it sounds to me like you've already got a firm grasp on the fact that it's not going to be. Um, you know, it's going to be what you make it. And it it really, it seems like that's like a cop out, but it really, it really, really is. Take it, take it from me. You know, it, it, you, you, you need, you need to maintain the 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 attitude that you have about your underwear it's like oh, i like them better it's not ideal but you know win win like you need you need to keep that mentality going you need to keep doing that that is how you will beat this and it is the only weapon that you have okay you know they talk they talk a big talk about ms warriors and I hate that fucking term. I really do. And I might I might get some people really, really, you know, upset when I say that too. MS Warrior to me is a bullshit fucking moniker. And if that's a t-shirt that you want to wear, go for it. And something that you believe that you truly are, go for it. My opinion of an MS Warrior is some nerd in a lab coat who forgot more about medicine and technology than I ever knew. And that motherfucker's an MS warrior. Me, I am an MS casualty. Okay? I I suffer with this disease, and there's nothing I can do to fight it. However, there is something I can do to live through it and live with it. And that's what I do. So, it sounds to me like that's what you're doing. And based upon the symptoms that you're that you're highlighting, you know, with your bladder and your walking and your falls, it sounds to me like uh, like you're headed in the same direction that I am currently in. Because you were in year one and already having these problems. And guess what? I had those same, same instances. Uh, and, you know, with your friends and your family looking at you, uh, with sad eyes, trying to remember the person that you once were, uh, my big suggestion on that is stop talking about it. And s- do your best to stop thinking about it. Whenever I start thinking about the way that things were in my life prior to MS, I immediately stop doing what I am doing and immediately begin doing something else. I immediately get those thoughts out of my head. They don't belong there. You know, oh, I wish I could do this the way I could before I had MS. Never, never, never. 
you know, if I'm if I'm reliving a happy memory or something like that, like that's that's one thing. Like, don't don't forget your past. That's that's ludicrous. But if you ever find yourself like dooming and glooming, like, oh, I wish it could still be this way. Oh, I wish that, you know, my life was the way it was before I had a mess. That's I equate that to to looking at a bird and going, oh, I wish I could fly. Oh, I wish I could fly so bad. That, that that's that's literally what what you are what you are doing and no matter how bad a person wants to fly they're never going to be a bird and no matter how bad you wish your life was the way that it was before you had ms there's nothing you can do to get back to that and and, it, and i'm not i don't think i'm telling you anything new uh i don't i don't think that that you know i'm being overly harsh i think that in this context you know, this would be uh, uh, just a conversation, you know, just a reminder and and kind of a, a suggestion to, to really redirect your line of thinking there because it, it really will do you no good except for getting you upset. You know, it just it's just no way to live, you know, and I think that's I think that's why several or, or you know, most disabled people end up as grumpy and hating the world as much as they do because they can't they can't become grateful for any opportunity that they might get because you know they're they're self-hating i guess oh well i wouldn't even need this if i weren't disabled it's like whoa, 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 whoa. yeah 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 well, yeah we know that everybody knows that everybody knows that if you weren't disabled you wouldn't need this but since you are disabled and people love you and people care about you, they've invented this awesome little apparatus somewhere to help you experience things this way. You know, the, 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 this is, you need to look at these things as opportunities to enjoy what little satisfaction you can extrapolate from life that, 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 there, that there is. You know, champion those instances now. Don't don't look at them as some sort of defeat. Like, oh, I'm so much more handicapped. It's like, whoa, my God, without this shower chair, I'd be one dirty motherfucker. Like, that's the way you need to look at it. It's like, oh, my God, thank God this exists. You know, not, not I wish I didn't even need this. It's like, yeah, we know you wish you didn't need it. We know, believe me, nobody wishes they needed that. Nobody, Nobody in their right mind wishes they needed that. But thank God it's here, because you do need it, and they, and it is mighty useful. You know, be thankful for those things. Champion, champion those instances, because it's an opportunity to learn something and grow. Not an opportunity. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be a step backwards. And if you try to try to reflect and continuously remember what your life used to be like, that's that's going to be the 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 big takeaway. You won't move forward. You'll either stay stagnant or move backwards you know here's i mean that, that here's my two cents and and take it with a grain of salt because i'm i'm on the outside looking in at this but just reading through the last paragraph where the uh, op talks about hating to see the sadness in their family's eyes and that they think their friends don't really want to know the nitty-gritty here's the fact of the matter and i'm sure that you know this but your family 
is said, your family is mourning with you. And if you're close to your family, I would encourage you to talk to them about how seeing their sadness is making a bad thing worse for you. And as for your friends not really wanting to know, maybe it is that your friends don't want to know. I think it's also equally likely that your friends don't know how to respond. And Buck, when you and I met, you had no signs or symptoms of MS. We've been friends mm -hmm. through the diagnosis and progression of your disease. I am absolutely positively sure I have put my foot in my mouth. I have said and done insensitive things. I am positive of that. Um, but I also know you well enough to know that you've given me a little bit of grace when I've done those accidental asshole things. And um, all these years later, we're still buddies. And I appreciate that. But I do want to know and care about the, the good days and the bad. And uh, I want to know about you, not just like the good stories that you're wanting to share because they make me feel good. Um, the same with Raz, I'm sure. Like, Raz will be the first one to say, dude, that fucking sucks. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I am not going to sit here and say you have to do anything for anybody outside of yourself. I do not think that's right of anyone to expect for someone who is dealing with what you're fucking dealing with. But if you want real relationships with your family or your friends, then give them your real self and be honest with what you need from them, whether that's to work on working through their own feelings around your sadness, around your disease, or listening to you when you do want to say, you know what, this fucking sucks, and the universe can suck it. Um, don't feel like you have to put on a happy mask just for your family and friends. That's not fair to you, and it's not fair to them. That's all I really have to offer here. You know, that that is uh that is actually some very you made a couple of really good points. Um and uh and I'll 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 actually piggyback those a little bit. My my brother almost a year ago to the day moved in with caregiver Katie and I to to help us out because I am becoming increasingly more disabled and need more help. And when my brother moved in and, you know, probably about a week in, we're just sitting there and he's like, do you always move around like that? And I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why? I was like, because my body hurts so bad. I'm on the verge of tears. He's like, all the time. I'm like, all the time. He's like, there's nothing we can do about that. It's like, there's not a damn thing. I was like, so if you see me get a little kooky or start acting a little weird, it's probably just because I hurt so bad and I can't help it. And he's like, but what do I do for you? And I was like, that's the fucking thing, man. There's nothing you can do for me. And it was probably the hardest conversation I had to have with him about MS. You know, I was like, if you want to know if I'm feeling bad or if I'm upset or angry, you can ask me, but 
Nine times out of ten, if I'm sitting here with resting bitch face on, it's because I hurt so bad I can barely breathe. You know, it's it's just if I don't have to speak with somebody and engage in a in a friendly or affable manner, I'm just gonna sit here and, and wallow in my own in my own pain. You know, there's there's not really uh an off switch to this. So, you know, I've learned to like channel myself to to program myself that way. And now see with other family members that I have, they're not so used to that. Like my brother and I, like we live together now and he now, he now knows exactly what I mean. When I say, you know, about the point I just made, he now knows it, but the rest of my family doesn't. I've got, I've got five brothers and three sisters. You know, I, I can't imagine how hard this is for them. And as far as my friends go, uh, you this this disease has been the best filter of of good versus shitty friends I've ever had. You want to talk about putting a positive spin on something? You find out who fucking means something in your life and who really matters. Stupid quick. Stupid quick. Absolutely, because you know what. 20 years ago, Sadar and Raz were not my only friends. Fast forward 20 years, and Sadar and Raz are one of four friends, or two of four friends that I have. You find out real quick. You find out real quick, because your real friends want to know about you. And they want to know how to help you. Same thing with your family members. You might just end up having a real dumb, shallow piece of shit family. And I hope you don't end up like that because there are people who end up like that. You know, and just remember, like Sadar said, you're not obligated to do anything for anyone but yourself. You remember that you've been robbed of of, you know, a happy and productive life with this disease. It has removed so many opportunities from the field of play that it is absolutely insane and it is soul crushing it really is i go through my own moments where i'm like oh my gosh they're but they're very short-lived now they're very short-lived and it's and it's like that because i forced it to be that way and it was hard and it was hard and the way i did it was because i didn't worry about anybody but me when the when when the chips hit when the shit hit the fan and and i was in you know deep dark places that nobody wants to be in i played my cards close to my chest and i and i worried about number 1 and and every every moment that i had to i asked for help along the way make sure you do that that you find out who your real friends are because they will they'll help you carry that load it's too heavy to carry by yourself. You'll end up being a bitter, nasty cripple that nobody fucking wants to talk to. And your cats won't even want to sit on your lap. I'm telling you. Ask for help. But, yeah. I mean, that about sums it up pretty well. And as far as sticking your foot in your mouth and saying dumb shit to me, Sadar, I'm going to let you know right now that any instance where that has happened, I'm sure that I've laughed about it. I don't. Or, I, or I, been I, too I'm, high I, to remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, or that, 
but <laughs> normally like i don't i don't hold grudges i am like duck water rolls off back you know but i mean you know you got anything else to add to the uh disability woes for the day i got nothing more to add all right then Folks, I really appreciate you joining us for another episode of the Subcockles of Reddit. Please make sure you like and follow us. You know, drop us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. You know, tell me, tell me how you think Sadar is doing as, uh, as our new co-host for the show. And also, should you have the chance, please make sure that you tune in for some listening pleasure. Listening. Listening pleasure to the Social Liability Podcast hosted by Raz and myself. Available on all podcasting platforms where you might be listening to this one. And again, folks, this is the Buck with my co-host Sadar from the Subcockles of Reddit, wishing you a good, happy, and safe week.